0: Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, Authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments.
1: Hi everybody. It's Kim and Eden with Talk Purpose and Truth. Hi Eden.
2: Hi Kim. How's it going today?
1: Everything <laughs> is great. Thank God. I'm grateful for that. Uh and we wanted to do a shout-out. Um, we have a new website, which is Awesome, made by Skylar Sustin. Thank you, Skylar. And our new intro and outro is Justin Guarini. Many of you know from American Idol, and he's a big Broadway actor. And he also is Will Sweet on the Dr. Pepper commercials. So some of you might not have known that that's actually Justin Guarini under all that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, um, we're honored to have him as the voice for our podcast.
2: Yep. We love Justin. He's the coolest, nicest guy.
1: I know. He really I, is. He's I
2: wanted him to win American Idol. But. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably, you know what? It, it, it was his path that he didn't win. So yeah. it's all good. A I lot know. of the ones that don't win, you know, like look at Adam Lambert. I mean, my God, he's doing such amazing things in the world. And he was like, what was he? I think fifth place or something.
2: Yeah. Something like that. I know. Look And at Jennifer
1: him. Hudson. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of of singers, I just went to the Rolling Stones at the SoFi Stadium and I was blown away. I mean, I thought I was like, you know, I love Rolling Stones and all, but it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And Mick Jagger still is 78, still moves exactly like when he's 20. I and mean, he moves a lot. A lot throughout yeah. two hours straight, nonstop moving, and just charisma and confidence. And but we even went home and showed the kids because the kids didn't go. We went home and showed the kids. We put on a video of David Bowie and McJagger doing dancing in the streets when like maybe thirty-five years ago. Yeah. And then we put a video on of the concert. He moves exactly the same. And so that was such a motivator to me. I'm like, okay, I'm never complaining that I'm sore because of my age because look at Mick Jagger.
2: <laughs> well, he might complain offstage, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I looked it up. We were curious. So because my dad's 71. And so he was really inspired. And so we looked it up. What does Mick Jagger do uh, to stay in shape? And he does oh, yeah. about three hours, five times a week of ballet, yoga, biking, running, working out, meditation, eating organic. He has, he doesn't really drink. He, it said he had like one beer a week. Wow. Um, and so, you know, he, he puts his all into being
2: able to move like that. Living a natural life. Right. I, I would not think that of him, but that's that's really good to hear. And look at the results. Yeah.
1: Even yeah. Keith Richards is sober now. So if you if you know Keith Richards' history, <laughs> even <laughs> he's sober now.
2: Wow. So anyway, okay. well, I'm
1: excited um, for our guest. Yeah. So go ahead and introduce him.
2: Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is fun for me for, um, you know, being, being okay. And Kim too. I, I, I shouldn't just make it about me, but yeah, this is fun. I just, I'm, I love what he's doing now, which we will get into, but you know, I have to get into my little, little fangirling and I, I love, I love this show that he was on <laughs> my favorite. It's like my all time favorite. So we'll get into that in a bit, but, um, I'm going to, Uh, Formally introduce him. He's a personal success coach now. He's an author and a speaker, Randy Spelling. He's the head of Randy Spelling Coaching. Growing up in one of Hollywood's most famous families, he witnessed firsthand that money and fame do not create freedom or happiness, but our daily choices do. Using his natural intuitive abilities, which I want to hear all about that because Kim and I are very intuitive as well. Um, And 14 years of coaching experience, he helps people see the choices they didn't realize they had so they can create more freedom, success, presence, and happiness in their lives. So welcome, Randy.
1: Welcome. Thank you.
0: Hi. Happy to be here.
2: Thank you. So
1: I love that you are now a life coach and, and much more than that, helping people because it's just so needed right now and, You've walked the talk of all of it and went through it all, so now you can be there as a walk-the-talk example helping people. And we noticed in in People Magazine, you said money doesn't bring you happiness, and would love to know why you left Hollywood. What was your life like as an actor, and what led you to becoming a life coach now?
0: Sure. Okay. So we're going to start with with those questions. Um, (laughs) I guess I'll start with uh, how I grew up and what made me, what pushed me to leave. Um, So yeah, I grew up in a very famous Hollywood family. Uh, My father was a a television producer named Erin Spelling. My sister, Tori Spelling, is a famous actress, uh, celebrity. And... I was the shy, quiet one. You know, my sister wanted to go into acting and be in the spotlight from very early on. From, from you know, when I was born, she was already uh, making an appearance on shows. So for me, I never quite had that in front of the spotlight bug. And I was just incredibly quiet and sensitive. And I was intuitive from pretty early on. Um, I remember one of my favorite memories actually was my parents would play this game with me where uh, I would go up to my room and count to 30 and then I would come down and on the kitchen table, they would have all of these items and my dad smoked the pipe. So it was his pipe bag and, you know, various items on the table. And I would go and I'd pick the item that they had touched. And this was, uh, I can't remember whose idea it was, but I just remember I could see very clearly all the items on the table even now. Um, But, you know, that sort of got pushed under the rug as I got older and I had to be more macho and boy-like and, you know, just be a kid growing up. And so cut to teenage years, um, I saw... So Beverly Hills 90210 was at and it was so big at this time. I mean, it was really a, a, a phenomenon of a show. And so my sister and my dad were all walking through Caesar's Palace, the the forum shops there, and they were getting mobbed. I mean, it must have been 400 people, mm-hmm. uh, security and everything. And it was the first time, I think I was about 15. It's the first time that I saw this different type of connection that i never noticed before people who would otherwise be walking by each other now would stop. And they had this moment where their paths crossed. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful to be able to not only meet people that you otherwise wouldn't meet, but have that moment of connection. Like what an energy exchange, what a, Mm -hmm. what a gift, what could be done with that gift. So I didn't know this at the time, but that was the moment where the light bulb went off. And I remember sitting at the dinner table at one of the restaurants there telling my parents, I want to act. Then I went into acting classes, started studying, became an actor. I was on various shows and, and did movies. And it was just sort of this line. I did love it. It was a very creative process. I, I, I enjoyed it. But it was kind of like, what's next? What's next? So I was a TV actor. And then at that time, it was, well, you have to do movies to be taken seriously. So then I did movies. I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel any more important. I didn't feel any more confident or better about myself. So then I went into the music business. I really liked music, and I wanted to put positive music out there. Believe it or not, I was actually in the hip-hop world. So. Uh I put out a couple of hip hop albums of other artists, but then, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to be an executive now. So I put my my feet up on the desk and I, I got comfortable and it was fun for a week. And then I realized I don't feel any better. And I was still hurting inside. I didn't feel enough. I wanted to feel purposeful. Couldn't find what that was. So then I started filling myself with drugs and alcohol, just trying to, not only numb myself, but also to, to fit into a world that I was trying to fit into. I just I had to anesthetize myself somehow. That didn't work in finding what I really wanted. It almost brought me to death. I mean, I my friends thought I was going to die. I probably almost died about four or five times. And then 2006, my father passed away. And the wheels just came off the bus. I was deep into addiction. I was doing this reality show that was everything against who I was, what I stood for, what I wanted to do in the world. And it was just my lowest point. And so I cleaned myself up. And then I had that scary moment of realizing, oh my gosh, I'm like a 12-year-old child. Who am I? What am I going to do in this world? And what saved my life was when I was around 18, I had an acting coach who uh, was, uh, her name was uh, Catherine Daly, very spiritual, um, wonderful woman. And she started talking to me about these, these different books and meditation. And I literally, as she was talking, I was just eating everything she was saying. And I thought, why did I not know this before? Wait, wait i'm home tell me more and then i i read all sorts of books and got into meditation and metaphysics of all kinds and i had some really fantastical experiences and if i didn't have those i'm sure that i would have died because that's what got me out is knowing that there's more to life and i wasn't living it and i wasn't feeling it and so i said if i can live that way then keep me here and show me how to do that if not take me out because I'm done, Mm. and I guess uh, I wasn't taken out, so I'm here, and uh, I ended up becoming a life coach and been doing this for 14 years.
2: Wow, it's like you had, it's like a whole separate life or another life that you're living now, completely different, yeah, yeah. That's what it
0: felt, you know, people talk about Saturn return. I wasn't aware of Saturn return until I got to that age, and I looked back and I thought, wow, that that when I look back now, I feel like that was a different timeline. Yeah, totally different.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And then you talked about um, your intuition and and when you noticed when you were that young noticing the uh, when people cross paths and, you know, that's what you took out of that chaos that was going on. Yeah, that's what you picked up. So, yeah, I I mean, I can completely relate because that's how I I felt growing up. And I always felt like I was different and I didn't know why. And, you know, that's a whole other story, obviously. But I can really relate with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's how I see the world.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And, you know, just that like super empathic nature which is you know it can be a superpower and also can feel like a curse where you know I was walking around much of the time like a completely exposed nerve and not knowing what to do about it.
2: Oh yes Kim yes amen <laughs> not knowing
1: energy protection oh. and then not understanding if you're crazy or not in some ways. Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. to, and to be able to fit in when you didn't, and you tried to change yourself so you could fit in and be accepted, but that wasn't you. And, yeah, yeah, we, we have similar stories. <laughs> um, so now being a life coach, you do you focus mostly on anxiety, helping people heal their anxiety?
0: I don't. So I have a, a particular program that helps with okay. that, and I partnered uh, with a colleague out of London named JAG, who was already doing anxiety work and i just thought that this was even before the pandemic i just saw this is it's just getting worse and worse and so yeah. this is just a program that i offer uh which okay. is specific to anxiety and it, it's really a uh a, a mental training program is how to work with your conscious and your subconscious mind and there's a lot of other things in there but no my my specialty Um, I don't know, I've done so I've worked with so many people over the last 14 years in in many different areas, but it's really how to find real balance, how to take these spiritual concepts, such as forgiveness, loving yourself, feeling good enough, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, all these things that we hear and you go, yeah, that sounds good. I know I need to be doing that. But you know this, unless something is said in just the right way that strikes just that right chord, it stays right here and it falls (laughs) in the background. So my whole thing is how to get people to have an energetic experience. So even if there's traumas or something that they've gone through in their lives, you know, they've told their story in therapy. They've looked at it. They've gone round and round, but they're not healing from it. So what is it? What, how can that picture be looked at to go from a static picture to a dynamic moving picture where when they can look at it now, there's a different experience with it. And that's really a lot of what I do is working with people to, you know, really achieve their goals, but bring it into an energetic experience so they can live it.
2: Like raising their consciousness. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that you say that energetic experience.
1: Cause I, ironically and serendipitous, bleh, serendipitously, of course today with a client, um, I was tuning in that they needed something to do with their energy. And I felt I get guided to sometimes use cards or open books. And I opened this book called oneness by Rasha. We talk about it on the show here and there. It's a channeled book, but, um, It went into how if somebody has a trauma or a challenge or something, a lot of times it can affect energetically and vibrationally their mental, physical, and spiritual um, energies and make them imbalanced. And to get to a place of healing that, they have to actually face whatever it is and really feel it head on and heal it. And sometimes that can be done with sound healing, but a lot of times it has to be where they're actually either talking about it, journaling about it, or facing it. And so what you're saying is so awesome because a lot of people don't realize that it is on an energetic level, not just a mental level.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's so funny because when I, when I first started doing this work, even though this is who I was and this is what I did. I wouldn't say any of this. I wanted to, I mean, look, I was 27, 28 years old and I looked really young and I was frightened that no one was going to take me seriously. And because of my background and my last name. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk about any of this stuff, but the more I grew and the older that I got, the more I realized this is really what it's all about. It, everything is energy. I mean, even emotion is energy Is, is energy in motion, right? So it's like, it's all energy. And I think it's just a, a, a comfortable place to get to. I think anyone can relate to the fact that you can hear something over and over, but until you experience it, it's not the same. And it, maybe you've all had one of these moments where it seems like the simplest of moments when you retell a friend, you're like, no, I was washing the dishes. And in this moment, you know, half scrub, it became clear to me that presence is really what we're all here for. That if we could be completely present, everything else falls away. It's like that moment that you can't really articulate. And when you're telling someone, they're like, oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They don't get <laughs> The gravity of it but that was an experience for you because you saw it you you lived it in that moment and it's that powerful that you will remember that forever because that was the moment where there was a breakthrough of living it
2: like you woke up
0: yeah exactly
2: yeah
1: yeah that's a good that's a good question to ask people when that'd be like interesting for for instead of regular small talk you meet someone and you go when was the last time you felt really present talk mm. about that that they and and if you if you met us you know at, at a party and you asked us we would think it's it's fine we're like oh yeah and sometimes you'd ask people and they're like okay because people are not used to having conversations like that even though that really is what it's all about
0: i'm with you i mean you're my peeps i <laughs> would love to talk to you at a party because sometimes <laughs> just the small talk for hours on end is so draining.
2: Right. Do you get, because this happens to me when I'm around, um, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, but when I'm around certain energies, I don't feel well.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, like I, that? I can tend to get drained. Um, I mean, I definitely have to be responsible for my energy and, you know, I would say what I'm letting in, but I don't know. I guess the more, and you tell me, cause you, you might have um, great perspective on this. Is I, at one point it was like energy vampires and people are, you know, just sucking your energy. And for some reason, wow, that is true. And I guess there technically are energy vampires. The only thing that didn't fully resonate about that with me, cause it, it always sort of, poked at me a little bit that term Mm -hmm. and i kind of got that yeah people people can latch on or they can be you know a a sponge and try and take some of your energy but we have to be responsible for our energy and and if if someone is technically draining me of my energy then i'm allowing that process right
2: yeah yeah because it's judgment then yeah
0: uh, yeah it's like well you're you're bad you're sucking mm-hmm. my energy yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Like, i i never like that hierarchical spiritual i feel like if you are in full mastery or if something is really channeled the way that i know that it, it it's pure is when there's not that hierarchy when it's hierarchy it's like that's ego that's not really yeah because the peeps up in in here they're not looking at it hierarchical at all Right.
2: Yeah. No, I don't, don't, they're not, there's no ego up there. Right. No, no, there's no judgment, criticism there. It's all love. It's all love. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's
1: so important to remember because I, I think long ago when I was first getting into, you know, metaphysical and spirituality and energy and not understanding it completely, I would talk like that, like kind of blaming, it's like blaming, And, oh, well, they gave me their bad energy instead of like, okay, well, I didn't do what I'm meant to do to protect my energy. And I chose to go in that situation and partake and react to that conversation. Then it's really up to us. And it's also like if you're in a circle and they're talking about something draining or dark, you can either choose to leave or observe. But it doesn't mean you need to take it on.
0: Yes. Yes. It's such an important point is you don't have to take that on and i mean you know i to answer your question yes i mean sometimes i will be around i i I get to a limit i I could be good and you know hanging out and talking and there's sort of that dinner bell moment where i go Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm done
2: oh you won't get like that with us though no
0: no (laughs) of course not well of course because our conversations are going to be well when was the last time you were present so I mean, with right. conversations like that, I don't really get drained, but you yeah,
2: know, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. Well, so really switching gears, but maybe this does apply because I wanted to ask you: Are you still in touch with your family, or yeah, just wondering if that's if that's something that you, because of where you're at today, I just wonder how you guys mesh now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am still in touch with my family. Um, I talk with my mom, I talk with my sister. I wish I would see them all a little bit more. Um, I don't get down there as much as I would like, especially uh, with the pandemic. Ever since that happened, oh, yeah. you know, I haven't seen them as much as I would like, but all still in touch. And, um yeah.
1: Do you feel like you like one of the things I I end up working a lot with people who are healers and intuitives and and helping them kind of get to the next level level and own who they are completely and be all the way free and true to themselves. Do you feel like you can be that way all the time now, like with your friends and family that you had before?
0: It's a great question. Um, I would love to tell you, yes, I do. And I'm not there yet. Uh, there's always a growth edge for me. There's always points where, I mean, I would say almost daily where, I mean, granted from where I've been, you know, I'm, I'm at 84, 85%, but there's always something where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much a people pleaser. And again, from where I've come from night and day, but there's still things where I might want to say something, but then I kind of don't because I'm like, oh, is that going to hurt someone's feelings? And so there's always a moment for me to step into that further. And even, you know, I'm redesigning my logo right now because it's been, I don't know, six years. And the logo looked really nice. I was working with this designer, but something about it, I was like, yeah, it looks nice. And it, it looks like it, you know, could be a hundred million dollar company, beautiful. But there's an aspect that's missing. I need that, that energetic aspect. So I, I found what was missing. I was looking at, it. I was looking at it. I couldn't figure it out. And one night I was looking at it and basically it, it like, it came alive and spoke to me and it started moving and I thought, oh, that's what it is. And so I had to add an element that was me. Mm. And so what's happening more and more daily is I just keep moving more into that. I can't be anything but me. So Mm -hmm. things will arise for me to get that opportunity to step into it. And if I don't take that step, then it's going to come at me three times harder in many different directions until I do.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I can relate to that as well
1: yeah and i appreciate i appreciate your honesty yeah
2: yeah
1: so you wrote a book called unlimiting you step out of your past and into your purpose where you talk about how we talk ourselves out of getting what we want and how a meaningful existence is possible and you do go into intuition a lot which i think is so great and i really think that that is such an added bonus when someone's looking for a coach or a therapist or a healer um, is to make sure that they do use elements of their intuition because otherwise a lot of times it's just coming out of textbook or out of you know what they've been taught which is okay but intuition adds a lot of connection with whoever you're working with and can help them on a deeper level um so we'd love to know more about your book and about your intuitive side
0: sure okay Uh, so I, I wrote that book in 2014, uh, and yeah, this is my first attempt at writing a book and it was, it was huge for me just to, I kind of used myself as a character. It's not a memoir. I didn't use it to, you know, expose anything I mean, if I was going to do that, it would be a much, much, much different book. But I used myself as, as a character because for me, just reading spiritual information, self-help information, at some point I kind of tune out. But I'm, I'm always good when I hear stories. So I really tried to incorporate as many stories as possible. And I just so happen to use some from my life. So i talk a lot about intuition i talk a lot about i, I give great tools in there um, about uh, disconnection and when to look for disconnection how that surfaces and how to basically flip the coin of connection because at any point they're two sides of the same coin you can either be disconnected or connected and really there's no in between it's it's you're either in disconnection or connection
1: can you explain that more because that's interesting yeah yeah
0: so um you know when we're in fear when we oh you know what i realized give me one sec it's getting dark in here <laughs> i don't know if well, that does not help you at are, all
2: you are disconnected and now- i was
0: disconnected now I'm oh come connected. on yeah the
2: timing that was perfect
0: oh that's funny <laughs> um so, yeah, when we're in fear, it's there's disconnection. Uh, when we are in constant worry and stress, you know, that whole idea of being lost in thought, you know, like that sounds so romantic, right? Like, oh, I'm lost in thought. I think in the olden days when they wrote about that, there was this romanticism to it. But these days, most of the time, you know, my, my clients, when they get lost in thought, they're lost in worrying about something they're lost in playing out a what if
2: mm.
0: that they don't want to have happen, yet they're picturing it and they're using their time and attention to see it and create mm-hmm. it, which is the exact thing that we, we don't want to do.
2: Yeah.
0: So all of that is disconnection.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh when we're not trusting in how things are unfolding, that is also disconnection. So I think it's really great to look at uh being down being anxious being depressed all forms of disconnection and realizing oh wait when i realize that i am disconnected and when i say disconnected you know uh, however you would define this higher power god source all that is uh nature i don't know whatever floats your boat to define that um but it's It's being disconnected from that, being disconnected from our true nature. So Mm -hmm. realizing, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm disconnected right now. That's what's happening. Let me flip the coin, which means what do you need to do, say, imagine, decree to get into connection, to really feel it, and not just the, okay, 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 I'm connected, but to embody it until you... And you know that feeling. It's like not just saying something and not saying an affirmation, but saying something until you feel it on a physical level, till your heart calms down, mm. till your energy becomes softer and flowing and more fluid, till you actually get back in your body and go, there I am.
1: Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it like that. Like, I love that. It's, it's simple and complex at the same time. Um, but it's so helpful for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, cause life gets so busy is finding a simple tool. That's also visual. I know you ladies, you love working in visual and pictures, right? Because, and it's so, I, I personally love working with pictures. If I can have a visual and go, oh, wait, I just need to flip a coin. All I need to do is flip a coin right now and then ask myself, which is accessing your own intuition. What do I need to do right now to get myself in connection? If you allow yourself to answer that and let an answer Not just a quick head answer but let an answer bubble up that's your intuition that's your inner wise self or your higher self or your soul self telling you hey do this and when people say well how do i access my intuition so you have to start by asking questions and listening and getting answers don't do it on okay i am supposed to move here or move jobs what do I do now? Because that pressure cooker is never good for practicing intuition. And then people go, I don't know the answer. I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> So yeah. it's, it's good to pick something that's safe and neutral. Like, oh, what does my body want for dinner? What should I take a walk or should I do this? Should I hold this crystal or this crystal? Which mm-hmm. one is better for me right now in this moment? And your intuition will give you an answer.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you have your kids? I like in my head, I'm going, oh, my gosh, I want to tell my kids this because they're very open to stuff like this because I've always talked to them. But this is such a great way for them. Almost like it'll teach them something simple they can do with the I love with the coin, you know, Um, because kids are so disconnected, you know, just the phone thing alone is like You know, my daughter's a very deep person, but like today in the car, she's 15. I'm like, you're on your phone every time we're in the car. You don't even know what's going on outside. She goes, well, that's boring to just sit there. And I go, yeah, but you can see nature and trees. And, you know, and I'm like, if I could tell her this, it will help her to think like, oh, I want to be connected, not disconnected.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the phone thing it's a, it's a big one. I, I think for uh, children and adults alike. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a pretty big way to disconnect because there's no way. <laughs> and and if there is, I haven't found it yet. I'm sure there is, but I, I haven't run across it to be staring into your phone and feel connected. Have you ever seen kids once there's a TV on it is. There, there should be some sort of YouTube video showing this. That all of a sudden, there's a TV that comes on. Even adult, everyone goes... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's magnetic. It sucks you in. So yeah. there's no way to be in here and also be in, in here.
1: Right. Right. I mean, I think maybe I think that it would be... If I'm watching... Dr. Wayne Dyer, the shift, or if I'm hearing something from Ian Lavance and it's really spiritual, I feel it is possible to be looking at the phone and being connected, but it has to be a conscious, you know, something conscious like that. That's it. That's my take on it.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point, actually. Um, You know, in a sense, we become what we consume. Question is, what what are we consuming? The quality of consumption. I mean, nowadays, you know, people will pay more attention to what they put in their body, the foods that they eat. Hopefully people are looking at ingredients more and asking what is that? I don't even know what that is. Is that good for me? But then get this, you'll appreciate this. And and some of my clients and I laugh about this. Some of the people that I have worked with who've been more prone to anxiety when I asked them what kind of media they watch, do you know that I would say 75% of them, I mean, it was a really high number. If I take about four out of five people, liked cold case files and serial killer podcasts. And my reaction, my voice went up eight octaves. I said, what? You (laughs) you listen to what? Because just from an energetic standpoint, that it would be like a a really high tuning fork and wanting to get to that pitch yet you're on baritone it's not gonna match it's gonna bring you down on some level
1: yeah. right or like in, increased horror movies all the time you know
2: yeah don't say that all the last couple of weeks we've been watching Halloween see movies. i don't
1: I can't <laughs> I can't watch I can do reality yeah, but... shows uh you know bachelor but horror or anything dark i can't even like i could i watched the craft the other night and that's as far as i can go
0: oh i remember that movie so so i'm (laughs) listen to this maybe i'm a care bear here (laughs) my wife puts on sci-fi it could be 20 years in the future we watched dune oh yeah i
2: remember that oh i've heard about that the new one the The netflix yeah yeah
0: I was, I don't know if this was a past life or a future life or something, but anytime I see, you know, some sort of like sci-fi post-apocalyptic, like I must've been on a planet somehow that went through horrible war and got blown up or something. Cause I'm like, "Mm -mm." it took me almost 24 hours to get out of that.
2: And I said to
0: her, I said, I "I don't like dark sci-fi.
1: There's something about
0: it from the music to the, I I just, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me.
1: Well, now you know, so don't, don't allow it, you know? So, okay, you can watch it. I'm going to go in the other room now.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. You're responsible for yourself. I am
0: totally responsible, but it's just so much fun to blame her for it. (laughs) Right. It just is.
2: Yeah. I understand. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, okay, I'm gonna, blame, I'm gonna blame
1: you, Eden, for for that's why I watch reality shows. It's Eden's fault.
2: I'll take that one. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we, you also talk about on your website about um, some death, near death experiences that you've had, I and mean, you brought that up a little earlier. You were 27 years old. Um, we, our audience, loves to hear things like this. So I don't know if you're willing to share, but. Do you, can you share about that experience or one or two of them? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I, I had a couple, I, I don't know if you'd call this a near, I was near death. Okay. Um, I was not conscious of what was happening. Okay. But this one night, this was about three or four days before I actually checked myself into rehab for the second time. Um, and th- this was the time that I ended up, you know, stopping, uh, but I was on my bed and I had been, I don't know, taking all sorts of different things and I literally left my body. And the next thing I knew, I was above my body. I was looking down at mm-hmm. my body. And at first I completely panicked and freaked out because a the, the feeling, there was a sound. It's like this high vibrating sound and I I was, I I didn't understand what was happening and then looking and seeing my body and I was kind of like slumped over, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, I just died and I was pissed. It's like, no, that's, I'm, I went out like that. (laughs) That's horrible. I I didn't get a chance. There were so many more things that I wanted to do. And I, I wanted to, I wanted my life to mean something. I wanted to live it in a different way. And so I was, all these things were coming up in rapid succession. Upsetness, anger, fear, resentment. It was like all of these things until I stopped fighting anymore. And then there was this, just blankness and this acceptance of, okay.
2: Mm, surrender.
0: That's it. I'm, I'm still alive. I'm not alive, but I'm alive. Mm. I mean, I'm here. And, you know, the, there was that moment of, oh, it's true. Like I really am more than just that slumped over body. Wow. And then the next thing I knew, it, it sort of like felt a little bit heavier again. And then I couldn't move for about five minutes. Like I I, I realized then I was back in my body and I couldn't move. And then I finally started to be able to move my body again. And I didn't know what to do that. I didn't tell anyone about it. I was alone and I just you know, honestly, I didn't even give it that much thought. But then, you know, months and years later, it was just that one moment of realization that I want i want to do more than what I was doing. And so I got my second chance.
2: You sure did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's like, I don't know what to say after that. Because I will now I want to talk about 90210 for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't Perfect really segue. matter.
1: Yeah. We're we're multidimensional human
2: beings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
2: I'm gonna go a little 3D now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Um so just wrapping things up, just to talk about it for a minute. I already mentioned it's my favorite, all-time favorite show and it's just such a privilege to have you on for so many other reasons than this now. But um, you played Ian Zering's brother, Ryan, on the show um, throughout the whole series. And did you enjoy being on the show? And um, do you have any favorite memories or fun stories that you can share about it?
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um, I absolutely loved it. So I was a fan. Uh I was 11 or 12 when the show first uh, shot its pilot. So I remember going to the set with my dad and it was the first time really I remember going to a set. And, you know, it was just these were, you know, I I was liking girls and there were pretty girls on set and there was so, it was like, oh, this is kind of magical. Wow. And I watched uh, how big it became. So I was a fan. I would watch it every single. I think it was Wednesday night when it was on. And so for me to go on the show as an actor was weird. It was Mm. really weird. And even though I knew the cast, it was still nerve-wracking because, uh, yeah, I'm now on the show. It was great fun. Working with Ian and being his brother was great. Mm -hmm. He was always a crack up always making jokes a lot of fun there was just a good energy on set a lot of camaraderie at least from what i saw um and yeah everyone would they had their own dressing rooms and i remember going in and talking to brian austin green for a while and we were we were friends for a bit and had music in common so i'd hang out with him and you know then i'd hang out with luke and it was sort of going to everyone's room I was like the little brother on set so it was uh it was a lot of
2: fun yeah you were literally the little brother yeah 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 Yeah,
1: that's so cool what a good experience yeah we miss miss Luke
0: yeah oh yeah that was sad that was a hard one yeah shocking
1: absolutely well gosh I don't want to stop I I know three more hours um (laughs) I will more think,
0: courses, you know, more courses,
1: right? Well, we're, we want to, <laughs> where's bring, the buffet you,
0: more courses.
1: <laughs> if you're, if you're willing in, in like, you know, a few months or in six months, we want to bring you back again, like a co-host for one of our episodes, like oh, yeah. something, you know, like, cause you're just such, you're one of the most favorite guests. I feel like that. We've I already, had.
2: yeah. We Were you, you oh, going to say that? I was thinking we've, that five like 25 minutes ago. Yeah. We've
1: done, um, <laughs> Almost 120 episodes, and we haven't said that to very many people. So- I'm
0: honored. Thank you. I know you've had some incredible guests, so thank Aww. you. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to.
1: Yeah, so thank you very much. And, and can you tell everybody how can they work with you and find you and um, you maybe remind them of the book title to buy on Amazon again?
0: Sure. So um, the easiest way to get a hold of me, see my offerings, is at my website randyspelling.com. I'm also pretty active uh, on Instagram. I give a lot of great information and uh, free things on there. Um, That's just at randyspelling. And then the book is called Unlimiting You, Step Out of Your Past and Into Your Purpose. And that is on uh, Amazon
1: awesome well thank you for being here and um i feel like i learned i feel like i went to a seminar um yeah slash slash hung out with friends you know um so someone's here
2: someone's here oh my Aww. goodness
0: who's and that that's
2: our mascot his blue. name is blue
0: blue why blue
2: <laughs> um well my daughter's dog and and she loves the dinosaur that's called blue on the jurassic oh, yeah. park you know i don't know if you know that film but <laughs> Oh, Jurassic World. She just corrected me. Um. The dog.
0: My daughters love those. They're, it's a dachshund, right?
2: It's a miniature dachshund. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cute. Thank you. So cute. Yeah, that's Nia's
1: favorite kind of dog, too. So I'll have to bring her over to play. Not to see yeah. you, just to play with your dog.
2: That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday I was at this haunted house and they, um, someone stopped me and asked about the dog and wanted to know how to get one like him. And yeah, it's everywhere That's I go. Awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did Blue Aww. have a costume?
2: No, no.
0: Will Blue have a costume? <laughs>
2: um. Okay. I feel pressured now, but I, I kind of it's we've been discussing it, so it's possible. So okay, now I'll, that you're saying I'm
1: a it, weiner dog. <laughs>
0: No, no pressure. My dog doesn't have a costume.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> See, my dog,
1: my dog is a little Lasso Absolut Poodle, and he has a fake leather jacket to be like Danny Zuko.
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> we need to put pictures. We should do that. I'll do. I'll do a costume then. Put pictures on our um, page.
1: Right. Oh, right. Well, this is this is going to air after Halloween, so we'll have to we'll have to update everyone on how it went. So yeah. anyway, well thank you everyone for listening and visit our website talkpurposeandtruth.com and um, give us feedback on on this episode. We'd love to
2: hear from you. Thank you. Thanks Randy. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.